Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. Today I want to ask you a question. How do you do great work? How do you do great work? This was something that plagued me for many years. You know, we go through our teenage years. I think about my eldest daughter right now. She's 16 uh, years old. She's going into, she's finishing year 10 this year. She's going into year 11 and year 12 next year. She's done most of her schooling over the last 18 months via homeschooling. Needless to say, she's missed out on a whole bunch of opportunities. So is my youngest daughter. But next year, she's year 11 and year 12. Now, she's already had to go through that process of picking the subjects for year 11 because that really influences well, what do you go on to do in year 12? And then you do those subjects based on, well, what do you want to do as a career? What are you, are you going to go to university and go on and do a university degree, which I think that's what she wants to do at this stage. From a very young age, we have to start thinking about our future. Now, if you go back to when 1986, when I was doing my um, HSC or VCE it is now, or go back two years when I was her age, 1984, what a year. And you're trying to make those decisions. And so I was good at numbers. That was about the only thing I was good at. And we did a business subject in year 10, and I thought, oh, I, I quite like that. We were studying shares and that kind of stuff, personal investment. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Numbers again. Hmm, maybe numbers, good at maths. Maybe accounting was the only profession that I, I could see that I would be remotely good at because it's, it's put into your brain that, well, back then, once you're in that job, you're probably going to stay there for the rest of your life. Where did I pick up that notion from? My dad had been in the same job, same employer uh, for my entire life. And so I was thinking, okay, I've got to pick a career that's going to be good, it's going to be well-paying, uh, and what I'm going to enjoy, and I can be really good at it. But as I, I went through, I did my accounting degree, uh, I did really well with my study. It was the, the best results I'd gotten ever in my life because I was doing subjects that I liked. To, to the large part, you get the odd one that you don't really enjoy. Uh, but I, I was working really hard because I wanted to uh, have the best placed opportunity to get a really good job with a big account, uh, like chartered accounting firm at the end of my, my study. And I was fortunate enough to get two job offers at the end from two big accounting firms down in Melbourne. I lived in central Victoria, so about two and a half hours away from uh, Melbourne where I live now. And it was important for me, I wanted to get out of home, I wanted to be financially independent. I felt that coming down to Melbourne, there'd be way more opportunity. I'd get my experience, maybe fall in love, get married, and maybe one day move back to Bendigo. That was my original plan. But as I was going through my study, I enjoyed it and I, I had no idea as to what the work would be like. I went to work for Coopers and Lybrand and I'm working there 
And as a graduate, and you progress fairly quickly through the organisation, and I'm like, I don't really enjoy this that much. And as I was studying to become a chartered accountant, which uh, you have to work there for 12 months under the supervision of other chartered accountants before you're eligible to start, we call it a professional year. Um, I then did that and then it took about, I think it was 12 months or so. So really it's, a, it's an extra couple of years once you start, start working. And as I was going through my chartered accounting study, hardest thing I've ever done in my life, I realised that I really didn't enjoy it. And I couldn't see myself staying in that environment, in that culture. And as I'm going through, I was looking at some of the other graduates and they were progressing and some were progressing faster than me, uh, some were at the same level as me, uh, some were being sacked from the organisation like through the 90s, early 90s. So there was a big economic downturn and uh, they got rid of a lot of graduates and and so forth. So I was always wondering, why am I not great at this? I felt inferior to others. I felt like I lacked some skills. I thought, how do I, how do I be great at this? And I looked at some of the people that I was working for in the organisation, they were brilliant people. Like they were so clever. And I thought, how do you know that? How do you work that out? How do you understand that? because I didn't get it. And anyway, this battle for me went on for about four and a half years and I realised that I didn't enjoy the culture. So I left the organisation, went to another corporation and there I was like the squarest of pegs fitting into a round hole. It's like a, a highly regulated uh, company, uh, very much a public service type of mentality. And I couldn't understand why some of these people were getting paid so much money and their intellect was less than mine, their work ethic was way less than mine, their attitude was very poor and they were nine to five. You know, they would not be at their desk a minute before nine o'clock and by five o'clock their chair was literally spinning and they were walking out the door. I was like, man, I can't believe this. What is going on? But same thing, there were certain aspects of that role that I, I didn't enjoy at all. There were some that I did, but a lot that I didn't. And there was a lot of churn in senior management and it was hard to get the tone for the department and there was a lot of politics as I subsequently found out and you know, I didn't love it. So I, I ended up uh, finding another opportunity outside the organisation, it was a, a couple of years later and uh, in that organisation, it was quite diverse. So I had the ability to move around. And I, my goal was to get plenty of experience in, I went in internal audit, and then I moved on from there. But again, in internal audit, the guy that I was working for, brilliant guy, and probably I learnt the most out of my professional career when I was working with that particular person. And uh, the... My problem solving ability changed, how to deal with senior management changed. Even though he was an awkward sort of a dorky guy, uh, I guess I am too in some ways, uh, but he taught me a lot. Uh, gave me a lot of knowledge about how to analyse 
data and looking at risks and that kind of stuff. It was, so from that perspective, it was really good, but it was a very negative culture again in the, in the team. It was a fairly small team. And I ended up moving around the organisation a few times and then there were different stages where I thought, why am I not better at this particular role? You know, whichever role I went into, I have high expectations for, my, for myself and I felt like I wasn't excelling to the standard that, that I wanted and I didn't get it until I started my own business. If you want to be great at something, you must do what you love. Because if you don't love it, the work is going to get so hard and so monotonous that you will stop. Running your own business is so incredibly tough. It has a whole bunch of rewards, it has a whole bunch of risks, and it's got a hell of a lot of pain. And I work harder now and longer now and smarter now than I've ever worked ever before in my entire life. But the rewards I get are far greater now. And prior to running my own business, I could never foresee the beauty, the opportunity, the wealth, the relationships, the personal growth that would come from running my own business. I took a massive leap of faith in myself knowing that I love what I do so much that how can I not be great at it? And that's the secret. In order to be great at what you do, you've got to love what you do. As soon as I understood that, everything fell into place. And it's why I continue to love what I do these 12 years later. In fact, what is the date today? In two days' time, it will be my 12th year anniversary in business. And the 12 years has gone by so quickly. Would I like to go back to day one? Hell no, <laughs> because I know the work that I've put in since I started. But in some ways, it kind of feels like you're at the beginning because we've been so locked down with COVID. Uh, you know, it feels like, well, we're just waiting to open up. It's almost like we're waiting to start our business. But what I'm doing is preparing so many things in the background to make the customer experience better. When we do explode open again, in the meantime, we work with the people that we're working with and we keep adding lots and lots of value to people. Because this is the problem. I've noticed that what people are doing in the health and wellness industry, uh, they're trying to compete on price and they're just slashing their prices, doing so much stuff for free. Uh, like you're looking at people doing half hour, hour personal training sessions for $20. It's like you know that that is not a serious business. You know you're not gonna get a great experience. You're probably not going to get the results. But are they going to end up keeping those people? Well, uh, maybe. But what they've done is they've also created a rod for themselves. 
Because how do you go from 20 to 40, to 60, to 80, to 100, to 120, beyond? You can't. You can't just say, oh, well, okay, I'm now going to increase your rate by three times. They, they won't do it. Um, so they're working for 20 bucks an hour. I was like, come on. That's not a business. Anyway, I've just discovered that when you love what it is that you do, your whole world changes. And I didn't think that I would ever find that thing that I really loved. But what I had was this constant, insatiable appetite, this hunger to always ask the question and keep searching for what it was that I did love and say, well, what, what am I going to do? And for many years, I sat and pondered and wondered and I looked at uh, different things that I, I really enjoyed. Like I, uh, when I was first going through the change from corporate to what I do now, I lived on an acreage and I loved the gardening and landscaping side of things. And so I was, I was just uh, kind of brainstorming all the different things that I, I loved. And I thought, well, I, I really enjoy, you know, the outdoors and the landscaping and that kind of stuff. So I said, maybe I could do that. And then I, I just happened to do like a landscape design course and, and so forth and horticulture. And I thought, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool. But then I thought about what are the other things that I love? And I thought, well, I really love my health and wellness. And I love, uh, you know, working out and doing that kind of stuff. And I thought, okay, if I went on to be like a landscape designer, that kind of thing, I said, to start with, I'm going to have to do all the physical work. I said, because I'm, nobody's going to pay me until I'm well established just to do design work and not do the heavy lifting part of it. And I didn't know how to run a business at that particular point. So, uh, you know, getting other people to do the heavy stuff and I, I just design it and everything. And, and I liked all the garden design. I didn't love it, but I liked it. But I thought, hang on, if I still want to work out and have that great body, every labourer that I know, whether they be an electrician, a plumber, a landscaper, whatever, their bodies are screwed. And they come home at the end of the day and they're wrecked. So I thought, well, hang on, if I do that, I'm not going to be able to work out. I'm not going to be able to continue to do that. And that's a really important part for me. But even at that time, I didn't see how, you know, loving my health and wellness and stuff, turning that into a business. I didn't have the right people around me to help guide me in that direction. So for many years, I just said, well, maybe I'll just find something somewhere else. And then one day it just came to me and I said, well, why don't you do this? You're good at it. You love it. At the time, I just started to connect with some people in the industry and I thought, hmm, I reckon this is it. It was literally a light bulb moment that went off for me. I could see it. I had this strong belief in it. I thought, yes, this is it. 
Now, I didn't know any successful people in the health and fitness industry when I made the decision, as in I didn't know anyone personally that had had a great experience. Uh, I didn't know anyone that was wealthy, that was in the, you know, owned a gym or did that kind of stuff. They all seemed to be struggling. But I thought, well, hang on, I've, I've just connected with these people that are, you know, do coaching and stuff in the fitness industry. Um, it's all legit stuff. I'd started to get to know some people. They seem like really successful people, smart people. And I thought, well, hang on, I would have an edge over all of them because most of the people in the industry are young and they don't have the business experience, as in, sorry, the financial experience that I have. So therefore, I would come in with a much better competitive advantage. My professionalism, my maturity, and I'd appeal to a different demographic. And, you know, when I was setting up, there was only a couple of gyms in the area. No one was going to do the way that I was doing it with a, such a professional boutique style setup. Some people just, you know, worked out of their garage and stuff, but um, this is different. And so I created this belief for myself. And then of course, as time has gone by, I've just fallen more and more in love with what it is that I do. And that makes it so, so special. I feel so grateful that I've been able to find something that I really love. And when you do, that's when you become great. So if you don't love what it is that you do, you will not become great at it. And I would say to you, don't just learn to love it because it should just come to you. Like even at that early stage when I was looking at making change, there was something then that I knew that I I wanted to do something other than what I was doing. Landscape designing was something that was going to take away from ultimately what I wanted to achieve for myself. And in that decision, I realised that I need to completely immerse my life into what I'm so passionate about. When you do that, you become a product of what it is that you do. People see the way that you live. People see the way that you talk. It's, you're being completely authentic. It's taken me many years to you know, get to the, the place, even once I started running my business, to get to that place where I feel like you know, I talk the talk. You know, I don't make stuff up. It's all authentic. And it just comes from a really good place of love and wanting to help make a difference to people's lives. And I could see that when I used to work in corporate and uh, even working in internal audit, I was looking at all these people, these executives and accounting staff and everything, and I thought, man, these people are really unhealthy. I reckon they would be more productive if they took better care of themselves. And you could see that people were, you know, once they got to CEOs and CFOs, the, the ones, um, that I was working with in uh, like uh, Coops and Lybrand and so forth, were they were overweight, very unhealthy, and working incredibly long hours. And I'm like, why do you do this? That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem right. 
So for many years, it was just sitting there, but I didn't really tap into it. It's funny how life presents things to you at different times of your life. But when you love what you do, you become great. And that's what's really important. Find what it is that you love and find a way to turn that into a career for yourself. Find a way to help other people and the money will come. And it's got to come from a good place within you. Because if you're trying to fake it, you'll come unstuck. And people will realise that you don't love it. This is why these scams that are out there, they fall over because people aren't really in love with the business. They're in love perhaps with the money for whatever reason, but it doesn't come from a good place. You've got to help people for the right reason. Do it from your heart. Things that you absolutely love and the rest will come. If you want to connect with me, you can go to the mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. I give everybody a free 30-minute consultation to help you grow to that next level. Whether it's your health, your fitness, your mindset, business, whatever it is that you need. So if you want to connect, go get that consultation. Stay safe. I'll see you tomorrow.